Everybody, I am Lady Stars and Fire. You're listening to Otherland Dreams, and I'm here with Hill Hippie. I believe I can fly. Yeah, because they look straight. <laughs> I am looking straight. I'm looking into the inside of a feather, and it's glorious, and it's pretty, and I'm going to fly. <laughs> okay, I can't. Oh. It's because he has it hanging off of his head. If you aren't able to watch the videos you'll understand better now <laughs> and if you'd like to watch the videos uh go to patreon.com slash otherland dreams uh join become a patron for one dollar a month you'll gain access to all of our full-length video episodes which is our podcast with the uh with the video component 100 the full show episodes and you'll also gain access to a new series of videos that will be patron only that will be part of Otherland Dream slash Hill Hippie Productions called Hill Hippie on Mushrooms, where <laughs> Lady Stars and Fire and I go into the woods and I trip on mushrooms. Not, <laughs> not that kind of trip. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Get your heads out of the that. <laughs> Get your heads out of the rave. <laughs> well, you know, that could be fun too. <laughs> yeah, okay. It very well may be. <laughs> but let's stop and think about that for a second. Am I really going to record and put on a public platform me doing something which is still illegal in all 50 states of the Union? I don't think so. I would hope not, <laughs> but it would still be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun, but no. Nah. It would be fun to watch. <laughs> I can see me now in the court. Mr. Hippie, yes, sir. How do you plead to these charges? Well, Your Honor... Uh, let me interject here, Mr. Hippie. Uh, please check this ca- uh, this uh, this monitor here. Oh, oh, oh! How did you find that? I subscribe. I'm the one who reported you. Oh, no, not that type of mushrooms. We'll be doing. I uh, was wanting to start off with a morale issue uh, episode, but right now the morels are elusive. But it's bonus content for patreon.com slash otherlanddreams. So go check us out. Become a patron for $1 a month, full video episodes, plus the uh, access to the Hill Hippie on Mushrooms as they are made available. For $50 a month, you get access to all that, plus a rune reading from Lady Stars and Fire. Also, we have t-shirts. That is at teespring.com for now. Teespring.com slash stores slash otherland-dreams. Where you can get your official Otherland Dreams swag while it's at uh, teespring.com because I'm considering moving to a different venue that might work uh, a little bit better, but I haven't decided yet. But right now, teespring.com slash stores slash Otherland dash dreams. And if that was way too much for you to keep up with, or you didn't have a pen and paper to write all of that down so that you know where to locate it. There's a pause button on your uh, podcast app. But you can also go to ladystarsandfire.com and then go to Otherland Dreams and it will redirect you as well. She has streamlined it for you. 
Yeah, so I made it easy. Both of those access, <laughs> both of those access points are on LadyStarsAndFire.com. Alrighty. With that being said, tonight's show is about Beltane. Now, as I start getting into a little bit of the information about this holiday, I, I'm going to be honest. A little bit of this I might repeat, and that's because I've pulled things from different websites. So as I'm pulling them from the websites and I'm going over them. It may repeat in a little bit of a way, but at the same time, it's speaking about different things, even though it's repeating in some forms of the same thing. So I was letting you know right off the bat if you notice that that's happening because that's me switching the websites and then I'm getting into that other information. But uh, Beltane is celebrated in the Northern Hemisphere around uh, May 1st. Some of the traditions for Beltane have become intertwined with the holiday of May Day, which is celebrated on the first day of May. This is also the this is also the opposite time of the year, the exact opposite of Samhain. It's um, on their round calendar for the different the wheel of the year. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. The wheel of the year, but I, that's the way it came up, and that's just how I was reading it. <laughs> right. I, you know, I, I studied the Celtic tradition, so and I know better. But as you're reading, I'm just gonna down the list, <laughs> and so you know. Anyway, were you, were you being the ball? Uh, yes, for once I was being the ball. I was, I was about to ball, follow the lines. <laughs> oh shit! Why did you do that? Uh, uh, you did not get the reference. E.K., did you catch the reference? Uh, I was distracted. Oh. Be the ball? Be the ball. No, 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 Yes. Caddyshack. <laughs> Chevy Chase. <coughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but where Samhain is a rem- remembrance of the ancestors, Beltane is more of a festival of life. Right. So one is about death, one is about life, and... Um, and from my understanding, it's also the time of the year when the veil between the land of the living and the realm of the fae is the thinnest versus the land of the dead. You know, that makes complete sense, but I hadn't come across that in that way, but it makes complete sense. <laughs> I'm sorry, my head went into like 50 million other different directions with that, and I was I can't even go there because that's just too many things. <laughs> but, yeah, that, I mean, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like I said, the, uh, Salwin is about, you know, coming into the dark days of winter and going through, you know, the cold time and celebrating our ancestors. Well, Beltane is warm, and it is talking to us about, you know, the springtime, the summer, coming back, the hotter days, the lighter days, honoring fertility, honor, honoring earth energy, sexuality, and passion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. With that, I'm going to go ahead and go into this. some of the Beltane customs that I've come across. Uh, you can prepare a May basket by filling it with flowers and goodwill. Good, trust me, I'm leading into something funny here. And good and honest. <laughs> By filling the basket with flowers and goodwill. And then you give it to someone in need, uh, such as <coughs> a uh, shut-in or an elderly friend or neighbor. Uh, you form a wreath of freshly picked flowers, wear it in your hair, dance around, and feel good about yourself, radiating joy and the beauty that is the spring and the fertility. Dress in bright colors, dance the maypole, phrasing! And feel yourself balancing the divine female and male within. The fluidity for your, 
those who go that direction. Uh, on May Eve, bless your garden in the old ways by making love with your lover in the garden. But if you <laughs> do this, I suggest you have high fences or you put up a tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you might break out in a case of charges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might, and you might not be all by yourself. <laughs> might not be. Hey, what you guys doing on this side? Can I join in? No, no. Uh, you can make a wish as you jump a bonfire is something, and I wrote this down in my notes because th that just made me giggle something fierce. Make a wish as you jump a bonfire or a candle flame for good luck. I highly suggest you don't try to jump a bonfire because <laughs> your ass ain't going to make it. You're going to be licked by flames. And it is a fire festival, but that's not what you're going after here. So I feel like a small fire, you know, not a great big white man fire, but like a Native American small fire that's re resources are responsible. Not the type where a bunch of Fonz Noons are uh, going around burning everything they can find, including their cousin's couch that smells like assholes and cigarettes. <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks, that, thanks for that, you know, having to have to put that in my head. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that, I mean, that's not turtle stink level of stink. And one day I will share the turtle stink story with all of you, my wonderful listeners and know. dreamers. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. But today is not the day for turtle stink story. Uh, you can go a maying. <coughs> go a dash maying. And bringing in the May, merrymaking, nature communion, uh, midpoint, it's the midpoint between the summer equinox and the solar, uh, summer solstice. In pagan Rome, uh, how's it, how was that pronounced? Floralia, from April 27th to May, uh, May 3rd, was the festival of the flower goddess Flora and the flowering of springtime. Spring time. On May 1st, offerings were made to Bona Dei as Mother Earth the Laris, the uh, household guardian spirits, and Maya, goddess of uh, the goddess of increase, from whom May, the month, actually gets its name. Roman Catholic traditions of crowning statues of Mary with flowers on May 1st have Roman pagan roots from that Florida, uh, Flora, Floralia, that's how it's pronounced, Flor, uh, Floralia uh, tradition before Christianity and Roman Catholic uh traditions were formed it marks the second half of the uh the celtic uh, circle of the year a uh, compliment to Samhain, as lady stars and fire said uh, in pastoral traditions of turning sheeps and cows and other livestock out to pasture also in pagan scandinavia mock battles and this is this is one i found really interesting i'd love to find video of this because that would it would just be cool as hell to see how they're predicting this but in uh pagan scandinavia they would have Mock battles between winter and summer enacted at this time. Building on newer traditions from the older traditions, it is being a holiday for the masses of the 20th century. May Day has been a workers' holiday in many uh, places, and some say that Mother's Day here in the United States and Mexico has its roots in the pagan uh, the pagan celebration of Beltane. Hmm. A lot of what I have is actually a lot of what he has, but then, like I said, same thing. Like, you're going to find so many different ideas of the same stories jumbled and mixed. Right. 
So we're just kind of hitting the topics of a little bit of all of them. And then I'm going to go into different ways to celebrate and different correspondence. Did you find making love in the garden with your lover? No, I didn't find that one. That's why I had to go with this this particular <laughs> no, section that, I had. I was just like, wow, really? That's a great I mean, idea and a sense. bad idea at the same time. I mean, it completely makes sense. I mean, with it being, you know, for fertility mm-hmm. thing and it's all about summer and... And like as you were, you just make it sound like this little maiden. Just <laughs> here I am, have me. <laughs> Basically, what the hell? <laughs> what in the world are you doing over there? <laughs> I love it, EK. Keep playing, man. You're a master back here, buddy. I just looked up and I'm like. What? <laughs> <laughs> film noir. Film noir. Yes. Is, is the episode going to finish with Finn? It can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. But it is a festival that is celebrating the beginning of summer. From what I had come up with, from Ireland and Scotland is where it was originally. Origi- originally. Yeah. Or uh, that was where it originated. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't working. <laughs> My mouth wasn't working. Uh, for future reference, <laughs> you don't have to use the word originally before originated. Well, like I said, my mouth is like, no. Anyway. Fair enough. <laughs> but um, it is typically celebrated with different ideas of bonfires, the maypole, parades, dancing, and feasting. It uh, derived from a Celtic god. This is what I was asking you. A Celtic god named Bell. Did you under- find or understand that? Because when I went looking, I kept finding all these other gods, but nothing just as Bell. I, fell, I found a reference to the goddess Dan- uh, Dana, like from the Tuatha de Duanan. Okay. Uh, that we referenced in the uh, Irish mythological creatures episode, but I did not find any reference to a goddess named Bell. I made I found reference to it being the marriage of the what some would call the Green Man to the May Queen, or the May King to the May Queen, or you know if you want to look at it, the god of uh, uh, what Cornunos to some maid queen, which would be a fertility queen, which may have been this bell of what you're speaking of that I have not come across. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, because I was like, I understand you're saying what I'm looking up with saying, that it was a goddess named Bell, and in Gaelic, more or less, or how you how you pronounce that? Did I say it right? Uh, Gaelic. Gaelic. In Gaelic, its name means fire, and once you put Beltane together, it means bright fire. And... It was, you know, like I said, celebrated with festivals of bonfires, but it was also meant to honor the sun. But when I go looking for Bell in general, I'm just not finding anything. Right. Yeah, I I run across the same thing. Um, In ancient Rome, the first three days, you know, is... uh, In ancient Rome, the first three days in May are celebrated as the festival of the flowers. Floralia. Yes, like you were saying. Um... And and they often, you know, had their hair done in feathers and they were gathered and they danced and they feasted and had role playing as well. (laughs) There's the fucking in the garden. (laughs) Hold on. My whole thing just shifted. 
Ah, uh, where'd my stuff go? Crazy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. EK, you really, really ought to keep your mic hot for whenever you want to pipe in like that. Because <laughs> you're more than welcome. And, you know, you, c- you come up with some funny shit. <laughs> and you really never know what the hell he's going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, according to the lore of the British Isles, the green man was one who was welcomed in the beginning of summer um, during the pre-Christian era. Today, um, some of the old cathedrals in Europe have the green man's face on ornaments despite the fact that it is a pagan religion, they still place it out there. Right, and it's, we're assuming it is the green man, because it's not like the green man was, you know, they just had a god named the green man. But based on the ideology, and from what we can piece together from what is left of the uh, Celtic and Gallic uh, lore that we can find, that's what we assume to be the green man. There is no actual set, thing that this is the green man or what the green man even was he's something that's been lost to the midst of time yeah i mean and which is funny because you have a lot of people who uh 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 cherish i mean not cherish who who um worship the green man Mm -hmm. but it's kind of hard when you fully can't understand it unless you're dealing with the spirit itself i mean if you're invoking the spirit then that's a whole nother subject because yeah you're gonna get a hold of it but if you're looking for true uh anthropological references there really aren't any anymore but he's such a prominent figure that he's been invoked in many types of art throughout the centuries not only on the uh cathedral uh around the cathedrals of many different places, but also as a central figure in some music, including uh, music from the 90s band Typo Negative with a song titled The Green Man. Well, there's a lot of also, you know, um, pagan music in general that will have different gods and stuff and such, like like I said, as The Green Man, mm-hmm. you know, that, that they will follow. It'll be their music. It's not mainstream, but, I mean, it's definitely, you know, will follow their religion. Right. So well, to speak, with typo negative actually received a lot of mainstream attention back in the nineties. So the Green Man made it into mainstream media, whether people knew it or not. Well, I have a deep connection with the Green Man, anyway. I mean, Tree of Life. <laughs> right. So it it comes very easily to me, but I understand to other people it does not. Right. So, okay, then we have some Wiccan beliefs uh, that I'm finding is about the Battle of the May Queen and the Queen of the Winter. And moreover, you have the uh, Norse. Am I saying that right? I always think I'm saying it wrong. Norse. Okay. The Norse legends depict the time of the year at Beltane. Beltane is the time when it is thought that Odin hung himself from the ash tree for nine days. You heard that, right? Why are we looking at EK? <laughs> it's a story for all fair. <laughs> okay. Um, Shamanic signing. Oh, okay. Because when I read that, I was like, oh, well, now I understand even more because, yeah, that, that worked with myself as well in many ways. But <clears throat> um, there are many deities that are included in the holiday in general. And... And I know I'm saying this one wrong, and you just corrected me on it a couple shows back. Artemis? 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 R-T-I-M-U-S? 
A R yeah E M I S. Uh, Artemis. Artemis. And the deity Artemis is the Greek goddess of hunting. And I think this one is actually, that's what I'm reading, because I don't know all of my god and goddesses, and I do apologize, because... That, 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 that sounds right. It was the look on your face like you were in deep thought trying to figure <laughs> out registering. Well... I've studied so, uh, so far. EK's got the books out. Let me figure this shit out. <laughs> Get to work, intern. <laughs> but there's uh, there's so much different uh, theologies that I've gone over in my years. And when you said the goddess of the hunt, the first name that popped in my mind, and I know I'm going to get a lift out of EK on this, was Hearsane. Oh, my kids turned the mic on for this. Hearsane? Hearsay? Hearsane. Seen who? Who's on first? <laughs> Who's, uh, <laughs> you're on second? But you know who Hearsene is, right? No. The god of the hunt from the Elder Scrolls. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's now the first I just that... caught up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another god that um, I'm seeing, and I could be completely wrong, because, I mean, there's way... I can't even attempt... To keep up with how many Egyptian goddesses? Chaste goddess of the hunt, Artemis. <laughs> chaste god, chaste. goddess of the hunt. So would that be the, the chaste? Oh god. C H A S E D. <laughs> Not that chaste. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> chaste as in chastity. Correct. <laughs> and circle gets a square. Please continue. <laughs> Alrighty then. Like I was saying, there's too many Egyptian gods to keep up with. And I've never heard of this, but that does not mean that this god does not exist. But I was thinking it was Bass. But this is Bess. B-E-S. Bess. Okay. So, I mean, I've never heard of it. I always heard of Bass as a household protection god. So, if I am dishonoring you, please forgive me because I have no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, see, I'm not very... Up on my Egyptian theology, so you say bass. The first thing I think I uh, think about is fishing. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat god. Cats like fish. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that much. Um, but I mean, I never heard of one called bass or B E S. Anyway, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm getting it from a whole lot of different websites. This is where I put all this off. Cononis phrasing. How did I say it wrong? You said you're pulling all this off. I did. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't. I, it, Go ahead. You're missing the joke. <laughs> okay, but what I was saying is, is that I pronounce Cronunos. Thank you. Um, the Celtic god of vegetation is what it is showing as. Then there is Flor from the Roman goddess um, Hera, a goddess of fertility. Pan, uh, the god of agriculture are all different ones that are considered to be um, represented at Beltane. Astronomically, Beltane falls between, you already heard Hill Hippie say this earlier, it's between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. The season is also called the cross-quarter days. Hmm. And it is because the ancient Celts didn't believe in it being four seasons. They believed in it being eight. Right. 
And like you said, that would go with the how the wheel of the year turns. Wheel of the year keeps on turning. Okay, journey. I wish I could sing better. Or was that foreigner? Wheel of the year keeps on turning. That's what he was saying. He was making Wheel it up the from sky. the tongue. From the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. He's like, I'm not even talking anymore. I'm ignoring both of you. All right, dear listener, it's up to you to answer that and send me the answer to uh, Hill Hippie, H I L L H I P P I E, at fxbgpr.com because I'm pulling a complete blank. Our music expert, EK the DJ, is just frustrated and doesn't have the answer at the moment because he's looking up other things. And yeah. It's foreigner. It. It, it might be. I, I can't give you a, a resounding positive or negative. Now I'm going to have to go look it up because it's going to be stupid driving me crazy. Anyway, okay. Tradition, like I said, I've got all kinds of different stuff that I'm going over. I'm going over some of the original ideas of what they thought the traditions were versus traditions that we have today. Um, the Sabbath? No, it wasn't a foreigner. It was Please journey? continue. Well, thank you. At least I could go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want the listeners to answer it for us. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it is celebrated um, <laughs> like other pagan Sabbaths. Beltane was celebrated with rituals of both ancient and contemporary influences. One of the common symbols that was used, obviously, as we were speaking about, was the maypole. It was contemporary pagans associated fertility with the earth of the earth with the symbol of symbol of it since it had to deal with the young playing more or less for centuries the maypole was said to be decorated with flowers and greenery like like it is in today's practices in the early 20th century dances under the maypole with uh, colored ribbons tied up into the pole came a popular tradition in Great Britain. Did you guys do, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, we actually danced at the Maypole, like, in, like, like, I remember them having it in, like, elementary school. No, uh, I come from West Virginia, and it was very much a part of the Bible Belt. I can understand So they, they, there was nothing like that. You know, not even tetherball was at my elementary school to play with. There was nothing like that. But in, uh, in reference to the Maypole, there are some who reference that the pole itself represents uh, the May King or the Green Man. And the ribbon, the colored ribbon that goes around it, that people wind around it, represent the May Queen. Which, when you stop and think about it, goes more about that embrace in the garden. <laughs> But, uh, he just is trying to get you guys to go out in the yard and have sex and get arrested. <laughs> no, I've told them how to protect themselves. But I'm all about people going outside to boink because it's so much fun. If you want to do it without a tent, if you don't have really high fences, I suggest going way out into the woods and getting yourself a nice little primitive campsite where they're far enough away from other campers where you can't hear them fart in their tents right next to you. Light yourself a nice little fire. Put on some good music, start dancing with your lover, get naked, the next thing you know, you're just having yourself a good old time. It doesn't matter if it's in your garden. Just go out and embrace your lover and just be 
with each other. That's what I'm. That's what I want. I want our listeners to be happy and embrace. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> forms include pole, tree, bush, cross, <laughs> communal or household, permanent or uh, non-permanent poles. In Germany, fig trees were cut on May Eve by young unmarried men. Branches removed, decorated, put up in village, uh, the village square, and guarded all night until the dances occurred on May Day. In England, permanent maypoles were erected, <laughs> phrasing on village greens. In some villages, there was also smaller maypoles, size does matter, in the uh, yards of households. Maypole uh, ribbon dances with two circles interweaving around decorated bush slash tree clockwise circle dances. I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for you to throw another comment out there. <laughs> what? Why? Well, you're, uh, if you want to make your own uh, maypole, there are three trees that are associated <laughs> with uh, Beltane. The rowan tree, the hawthorn tree, and the birch. All right. Yeah, that's another one that I was going to come across here in a little bit. And I never heard about this one until I started reading it either. But I was going through so much that I didn't go into detail about it. it um, another tradition was Morris dancing. Morris? Morris. M-O-R-R-I-S. Morris. Morris dancing. As in Zach Morris? Or, yeah, Morris. M-O-R-R-I-S. All right. Another tradition was Morris dancing, um, in which it participates in listening to the dance, listening and dancing to the uh to the tune of the drum or other instruments. But in mid-16th to the 20th century, Morris dancing was labeled as devilish. And it was, it was labeled as de devilish. And Catholic Church more or less had it revived and... Revived? Had it revived, changed, and brought back the maple into their ways of seeing it. I don't understand completely so, because, like I said, I don't understand what Morris dancing is. Well, it sounds to me like a form of uh, shamanic dance. Well, that may be, but I mean, I hadn't looked it up because they were finding it to be devilish, but yet it dealt with the, you know, the, the tune of the drum itself, and, you know, Catholic Church decided to change it and incorporate its energy into the maypole. Yeah, they brought back the pole, but they still didn't bring back the the drum and the uh, drum and the well, they brought back the dance but not the drum. And you know, if <clears throat> yeah, I can see them seeing that as devilish, you know, control, they want to control the connection to the divine. You put the drum in there with the dancer, your your, uh, your celebrants, yeah, celebrants are more than likely going to get that connection from the dance and the drum. Which you and I both know it's real easy to do with both of them combined. Uh -huh. But by removing one of them for somebody who doesn't practice that type of uh, connection, it becomes harder. But in order to help them uh, keep their interest is not the right word, but to keep their connection to their older practices, they still kept the pole minus the drum. Okay, that makes sense. Now, that's all my own interjection and speculation that is in no way, shape, or form actually uh, Fact. factual, uh, factually accurate. But that's just what makes sense to me based on my own research. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another thing to bring up is during Beltane, you know, it is all about courtship. It is all about, you know, romance. It is all about sexual 
energy and sexual associated energies as well with the god and the goddesses. But that also reminds us it's also about marriage. Because a lot of people just want to take the sexual energy and they're not looking into the rest. Now, some of the traditions and stuff that also go with it is like foods that are included with this time of year is sweet like honey chocolates. Sweet like honey lovers? Well, you could have chocolate melted stuff and still make a nice mix of all kinds of wonderful, glorious sexual fun. It was just the way you said that. <laughs> sweet like honey. And, you know, if you were just talking sexual, then you go sweet like honey chocolates. is like, yeah. <laughs> There's a correlation here. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> all right. You have... Fruit pastries um, that represent love, spicy food, as such as like hot sauces and peppers that symbolize symbolize the element of fire in general. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. May Bowler. Bowler. M a y b o w l o r. May Bowler. B o w l a r. L o r. Bowler. Balor? Yeah. We'll go with Balor. It's a wine. It's it's but it's it's a non-alcoholic wine that's mixed with grape and ginger ale that's often presented during the event. Now he already went over the hawthorn tree, the birch, and the rowan. Spell that again real quick. Yeah, rowan. Let me jump back. M-A-Y-B-O-W-L-O-R. Okay, and to, it also celebrates summer, and oh, I'm sorry, no, I, guess I just stated that. So now I got to jump over to my next group of stuff, which is only going to take me a second. Bowler. Yeah, bowler. Okay. It's I'm finding the actual. Bowler White Lanes Plains, Bowler Prices, Bowler Lanes. It's all about bowl more. <laughs> There's a lot of bowling involved in this search. <laughs> That's not what I want. <laughs> bowl more. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it's going. Oh, you stupid. It's called Google thinks it knows better than I do. And nine times out of ten is correct, but not this time. It gets to be wrong for once. Yeah. <laughs> like the time I got home and it played Spice Girls. Spice Girls? Yeah. I just can't even imagine that coming up. Yeah, me and me and my Google me and my Google speaker had a long talk. <laughs> uh, another We had to have a discussion. <laughs> it wasn't pleasant either. It was very uncomfortable, especially for me. Another uh goodie that is made during this time is the uh the Scottish Bannock or also known as a traditional Beltane bannock, which is an oatmeal cake. Hmm. It's made from, uh, and this is what I love because it's fucking awesome that people would do this. It's made from two tablespoons of goose or bacon fat, four ounces of oatmeal, a half tablespoon of uh, bicarbonate of soda, a pinch of salt, and some hot water. If you guys want to check it out, go online, take a do a search for a Scottish bannock or traditional Beltane bannock recipes. They look good, and if it's made with some animal fat, it's going to be delicious. 
Not that sa- <laughs> not that overly sweet stuff, but something savory you can sink your teeth into and not rot them out. <laughs> All right. Now I have different ways to help you celebrate, you know, today. Uh, different ways of helping you celebrate Beltane in general from ones that I've, like I said, I've pulled up from different websites. And one of them is, for one, I mean, with it coming into, you know, the season of fire, the season of sexuality, the season of rebirthing, and, you know, love in general, you need to just remember, be a beacon of light. Be a beacon of light, give yourself love, and give others love. Give each other compliments, you know. Look in the mirror and find things about yourself that you like so that you already are starting off the day becoming that beacon of light and then you can move on from there. Be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. Um, like I said, I'm just going down the list of different things that I found. One is you can give rose quartz, you know, to celebrate the energy, the love, as well as, I mean... Come on, let's face it. There's so many of us who just love our crystals. And rose quartz is a good quartz. It's a good stone. It's good for, it's a good love stone. It's a good protective stone. It's gentle and it's calming and energy. Plus, it fits the energy of Beltane in general. So it's a good gift to give. (coughs) Then um, you may want to meditate on your heart chakra. I mean, if we're coming into the time of love, you know, and and having love, making love, finding things, you know, loving the world around you and bringing us into not just sexual energy, but like I said, this is also about marriage, then you should work on cleaning up some of the blockages within the heart chakra and balancing it and make or, or even just activating it. So doing meditations that help with the heart chakra is another thing. Thing. It will also help your skills of your em- empathicness, as well as just help you find peacefulness in general. Now, as I come right on down a little bit further, spend time in nature. Now, I mean, you're talking to Hill Hippie and me. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to tell you to get out in nature anytime you possibly can anyway. Yeah. Um, on any of the Sabbaths, Sabbaths. But we're not even about the Sabbaths. I mean, we're about every weekend we're, try, we're out there pretty much. You know, in general, we get out as often as we can. And it's like they say, you need to unplug from the world. Right. If you unplug from the world, you connect back with Earth, and it helps your connection get stronger anyway. So that's that's a win-win. I mean, it Un- goes... Unplug from the, uh, from the physical and plug into the divine. Exactly. I mean, take a walk. You know, take a nice little walk. Take a chance. Uh, play <laughs> with the leaves. You know, maybe bushel your leaves together. <laughs> Phrasing! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, she's saying she wants y'all to fuck. <laughs> and I concur. Flowers bloomy. <laughs> You're digging the hole deeper. I know, that's why I'm just saying this and rubbing my head as I do it. Get into the greener grass. <laughs> <laughs> and then peek some spring <laughs> Stop at that point. Yes. <laughs> so you know, get it. <laughs> well said. Get it while you can. Um, 
and collect, you know, get, be connected, not just with spirit, not just with the connection, not just with the oneness, but be connected with each other. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't even read now. <laughs> we just broke Lady Stars and Fire. Well done, sir. Well done. Oh, I'm like all red and hot. <laughs> Phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta breathe. <laughs> um, uh, one of the things that uh, is can be done. I'm not sure if Lady Stars and Fire has as she compo- recomposes herself. Uh, one thing I'm not sure if she come across or not, but a way of connecting yourself with uh, Mother Earth and the energies on May Day is to connect with the May waters. Uh, going out um, in the morning, either right at sunrise or before sunrise, and washing your face in the the morning dew of May Day. That's nice. Yeah, so you're washing yourself clean with uh, from the old, washing off the last of the winter that might have still be in you, and washing yourself full in the spring and the coming summer, cleansing yourself with this this new potent energy as spring is in its uh, at its peak right now all life is at its peak all the flowers have bloomed the pollen's in the air the trees are jizzed all over us <laughs> well i mean then you don't even have to be near water like you said do yeah so in the morning i mean go out wipe your hands on the grass and wash mm-hmm. your face with it exactly it's it's really like you couldn't be much simpler and it, you know that is what other than I, getting up early enough to catch two, and that's actual li- live water, not the dead water that comes pouring through our faucets, but actual water that contains life. There's life is in it. The energy of the universe is there versus what's coming through these metal pipes. That's not so good. Yeah, exactly. Now you also have um, decorating your altar, which you know typically comes into almost any of the holidays. Mm-hmm. If you're the altering type. Exactly. If you are, um, you may, you know, while you're taking a nice little stroll through the nature, through through the nature, through nature, <laughs> taking a nice through little walk. I'm going through the, I'm going to the nature. <laughs> After I get back from the Walmart, I'm going to the nature. <laughs> you may. You sure cool. you're not from West Virginia? Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe one of my lies. <laughs> All right, you may um, collect some flowers or some branches, you know, and bring them back to put on your altar. Some seasonal flowers are definitely good for this time of the year. The hawthorn or the birch tree is very important to this time of the year, so obviously it would go very well on the altar. Um, Green cloths, ribbons would go well with the altar. Uh, Light red or green candles to represent both growth and love, and burning of floral incense in general are good ideas. You may want to start a garden altogether. It's a good time to just get out and start garden. Gar- Gardening? Yeah, garderer. It was, it was, I'm not allowed to hang out with you two anymore. <laughs> the garter, which is usually pulled off of the bride... <laughs> On the day of their wedding. And, you know, if you stop and think about it, the maypole and the ribbons and the going out into the garden and getting your loving on and your boinking. If you stop and think, when are most marriages in the spring? 
Yeah. It makes sense. The energies are right. The fertility's in the air. The tree jizz is blowing around. The uh, flower jizz is blowing around. I mean, yeah. If you stop it's, and think about it. That's what pollen is. It's tree and flower jizz. Most jizz. people want to get married between May and June anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just fits the time of year. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just like programmed in your head. It's actually been a tradition mm-hmm. for like ever. The well, not forever. I mean, but through all so many different cultures, you just don't know that it it was drilled into your head, but not necessarily for the reasons you thought. Because you know, like different holidays went with different traditions, and none, 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 none. And the energies flowed right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Spare says it's th- and it's a good time for marking your territory. <laughs> <laughs> Back to boy in the garden. Because <laughs> I was just giving my side from them for that, so apparently they found this conversation funny themselves. So, all right. Yeah, and that does, you know, so if your dog pees in the carpet, don't get too <laughs> mad at him. He's just celebrating, too. <laughs> the reason I find that funny is because marking your territory for me is urine. That's how, because I speak an animal. I <laughs> mean. I know, I know, I know, (laughs) I know, (laughs) but not everybody else would have caught that. With that being said, um, yeah, it's time. Are we there? We're there. Okay. Well, um, yeah, just go. All right. Just go for it. If you would like any more information on, uh, Beltane, uh, please subscribe, follow, uh, Lady Stars and Fire known as Michelle Espinosa on Facebook or one of her other uh, groups or pages that she has, such as uh, Shamanic Gateways. And I think you've got a third, right? I have Shamanic Gateways. We have other Lynn Dreams. We have on Facebook, I'm under Michelle Espinosa twice and Lady Espinosa. I mean, Lady Espinosa. <laughs> Lady Stars and Fire. It, I mean, it kind of comes through as both. But you can also find me under on Twitter, on Instagram, Pinterest. You can find me in a lot of different places to follow. She's all over the place. She's also got a YouTube presence. Yeah. Um, and just look up, go on YouTube and look up Lady Stars and Fire slash Michelle Espinosa, and it'll come up as well. There you go. Or like I said, you can always go to... Lady com and that'll pretty much also give you any idea of where to go. And not in the way that came out phrased. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so solar ham. Interestingly enough, we've got the we've got some potential. We've we got, have something. We've we've got something. <laughs> it's not much, but it's something. On April thirtieth. Well, hey, it's today. At 00 UTC, we have an aurora watch active. An Earth-facing coronal hole is expected to deliver a solar wind stream past Earth beginning May 2nd. Geomagnetic enhancements up to KP level 4 will be possible once the stream arrives. Sky watchers at higher latitudes should be alert for visible auroras. To give you a, a concept, you know, most of your... When you're at real low levels of KP like one and two, you're only going to see auroras up at the poles, like way up there where it's so cold. If you take a piss, it's probably going to freeze before it hits the ground. <laughs> at a KP index of four, you're coming down quite a bit. A KP index of seven, here in uh, northern Virginia, we're, we would see 
Northern Lights. That's cool. So, for you know, I mean, the fact that we'd see it. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, if we could see Northern Lights, it would be cool. Everything else about that would not be. But yeah, hey, look, it's cool. All technology's just been <laughs> fucked. <laughs> the harbinger of our uh, of our society is pretty lights in the sky. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know that. I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's pretty. Okay, with that being said. With that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Lady Stars and Fire for your weekly astrology. All right, everybody. Um, this was originally when I wrote it. was from April 29th through May 6th. Now, I'd been saying for, you know, months we were waiting on Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn to go retrograde. And I kept saying that until all three of them went retrograde, it was still going to be a little bit difficult. <laughs> it was still going to be a little bit difficult. You're still having some harsher energies coming in. And even though while things were lightening up and starting to make that change and go into new positive ways, you still had those harsh elements. Well, on the 29th, Saturn finally went retrograde. So in the next few days, I mean, I would say a lot of people were dealing with some irritation over the past week, some frustration, anger situations, also just things that felt like they were picking at you to an all-time level of a high because that was your Saturn and your Pluto switching from direct to retrograde from within you. So it was picking at those things that mainly are picking at you that you're trying to let slide. And as they came out of shadow and went into retrograde, they're going to start to come more into a light body of energy. But they were picking on you so hard and giving you such a hard time because they want you to remember it bothers you for a reason, which means something about it needs to change. But now that you have all three of them in retrograde, like I said, as, as Saturn actually gets shifted and starts getting in into this inward communication instead of the shadow communication or the direct communication, it is going to start shifting into much of a more positive energy as well as Pluto. Pluto is, I wouldn't say actually Pluto is not going to get any more gentle. Pluto probably goes into overdrive right now. Um, but what this energy is, is where you felt like you really weren't able to make those shifts within your life, that you weren't able to change those boundaries or those rules or those walls within your life. Now with Saturn and Capricorn, it's going to start feeling like maybe I'm a little bit can. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I'm a little ballsier than I thought I could shift this stuff around. The only problem with Saturn being in retrograde is it gives you the opportunity to actually really push those rules, walls, and rules, walls, and boundaries around, and start discovering, you know, what those limitations are. But the only problem with discovering what those limitations are is a lot of times we take on more than we really truly can handle, and we don't realize because we're trying, we're, we're you know testing the limitations. So you know, what I'm being told is you know just make sure you're not adding so much more to the plate as you're trying to shift and redirect this that you're allowing yourself to be pulled in so many different directions that by the time it leaves retrograde, you're literally pulled in too many different directions and you're actually going to backfire and work against yourself. So, you know, logically think, think some of this out. Just don't 
overboard. I can do everything and think you can. You can, but you know, at moderate times, not all at once. Um, that's the biggest part about Saturn going retrograde is you're coming out of, you know, feeling testy and irritable and frustrated and angry with the things that you need to change and shift. And now you're going to start seeing new directions at how it's possible to actually do so. And with it sitting right on top of Pluto, Pluto will have no other way. Pluto will force it to start making these changes. That's why I said you just want to make sure you're not, you know, stretching yourself way too thin and then regretting it because you thought, you know, I'm all in power now and I feel I can do that. Now, you do have a new moon coming up this week in Taurus on May 4th, which is going to be Saturday. I mean, yeah, Saturday. Taurus is... Got in, uh, it's got uh, Uranus in it right now, which is speaking to us of independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom, self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. And is also speaking to us about how it is we use that in our life with our possessions and our, our identity in ways of, you know, helping us create money as well. So this is, I believe, the first new moon since... Uranus has moved back into Taurus that we've had since it's been here. And so that's going to actually make it a very powerful one, especially with all of this energy that's going on with Saturn and Pluto. And it's going to be happening for a couple years. It's not going to be anything that's going to stop happening over amount of time. This is, these are changes that are going to keep happening. Spirit keeps telling me over and over again, in our own form, this is like the Middle Ages and we're trying to work our way out of it, but for our own time. So this is definitely times where we're going to be making shifts and changes. The only thing that I find about this week that's really, I can't tell if it's a positive or a negative. This week feels very much like there are opportunities there. And there are very many opportunities here. There are challenges. There's always challenges in every week. But this week feels like there are opportunities knocking at the door, but are you going to answer that door? And when I what I mean by that is... A lot of times we get it stuck in our head that this, this, and this has to happen. And it only can be this, this, and this that can happen to get us where we need to go. And we're busy looking to the right going, okay, I'm looking for this to happen and this to happen and this to happen for those opportunities to fall in place. When actually, it's like I say a lot of times when I do uh, readings for people, when I'm talking to spirit, spirit often, I tell people all the time, I'm not going to ask you what you want. Because 90% of the time, what you want and what you think you need are completely different from what you truly need. And spirit will tell you the truth. So when we're looking at opportunities is what I'm being given as we enter this week and go into, you know, this new setting for new goals and directions with this new moon is, are you stuck on believing the opportunities can only come the way you believe that they can come? Because you may find... Where you thought it had to be this, this, and this, it's actually not at all what's meant to happen. And it should be this, and this, and this, in a whole nother direction. Then it will get you where you're trying to go. It's just not getting you there in the way you think. And that is actually what this energy is. There's opportunities. But if you're gung-ho on only believing that it can happen this way, you will miss those opportunities. But the only thing I find 
And I don't find it negative. I just find it slightly, I'm not sure how to take it. Because I, I just don't know how to feel my way through this energy yet. Is Lilith is moving out of Aquarius and moving into Pisces the day after the new moon <laughs> on May 3rd. Oh, the day before the new moon. Lilith is our, our is like our inner feminine warrior. I mean, she is she's definitely has no problem telling you what she has no problem telling you. I mean, she's like, I'm not gonna do that, and I don't give a damn who and what you think you are. That's not gonna ever happen. Lilith isn't gonna be pushed around easily. She has no problem standing up for herself and feeling, you know, full in her powerful energy. She is very egotistical, so it can it can go from feeling in your power to easily tripping into a little bit of a narcissistic and self-centeredness. Now, with her going out of Aquarius, she's been like in full-on rebellious fire energy, even though it's been an air energy. I mean, she's been like the rebellious, intelligent, let me push back, you know, while she's been in, in Aquarius. She's moving into uh, Pisces, which I just feel that Lilith and Pisces is like detriment. I feel like it's not her most powerful spot. And I don't know if she's going to become compassionate with her being in that universal 12th house and kind of being a little bit more gentle than she ever would be. And in that universal 12th house of Pisces, we tend to, we tend to want to believe and hope and believe in each other. And then we kind of realize maybe there were certain things that we shouldn't have. And I don't know if Lilith's ballsy energy is going to start to be less is what I should say here or if she's going to take that ballsy energy and this water energy which is also the universal 12th house where Pisces is and kind of make us feel like we're jumping back into that whole damn Pisces season again man we're all tired of Pisces season um because she could still be getting in there and start pointing at all of the things that you still did not heal when you were going through, you know, this Pisces season, all of the skeletons in the closet that you haven't finished cleaning out, what is still in dormant, she may come in and really start evaluating it. So I don't know where her power is going to feel for you in general, because it's definitely a shift as to where you are on your path as to what Lilith's energy is going to do in your life. So I'm just giving giving you a warning because I haven't completely decided how I feel about it or what I'm getting from spirit as far as that, but I do feel she's going to start picking still at those things that are in denial. Now on <laughs> the fourth and the fifth, the fourth and the fifth is not just regular days. Okay. First off you have May 5th. This is five, five, which is automatically, you know, <laughs> what? Cinco de Mayo. Oh. <laughs> five, five. Uh, and spiritual energy is also a double five energy. I know what he said. <laughs> He's all cute. It's automatically Cinco de Mayo. 
It's automatic. I love Automatically. him. Automatically. I love him. <laughs> he was just so, I have to say it. <laughs> I must come on and say it. But, okay, in numerology, the five five speaks to us of, you know, as we're coming into this new moon, it's speaking to us about unpredictable changes. It's speaking to us about finding your balance within your masculine and your feminine, independence and quick adjustments and finding out how to be loyal to what you truly wish for in life, what it is you truly wish to have and accomplish in life, how to be loyal to yourself. With that being said, because anytime there's a double-digit day, it, it it's a little bit more of an amplified day. Now, like I said, it's coming into the full moon, and the day before and the day after that we're coming into this energy, which is going to be a little bit of a reflection anyway, because the sun is going to cross the moon on the 4th and the 5th anyway in Taurus with independence, individuality, uniqueness, and freedom. And, you know, it's also, it, I mean, it, it's, it's picking up that sun and moon face off, so to speak as they cross one another. And then it's going to be having a conversation directly with Saturn and Pluto. So it's going to be questioning again what it is that you want to change and why you want to change it and are you changing it and why aren't you and all of that good glorious stuff. You're also going to have Mars and Lilith are going to be communicating on 5-5 five, five in general, which is going to be your inner warrior speaking with your inner feminine Mask your inner feminine of warrior feminines, more or less. I mean, she's the one who's not going to be pushed around, but this is a positive energy. So this could definitely start building you new opportunities. Like I said, there's sextiles all over. There are trines all over this week. There are opportunities. Just make sure that you're open-minded enough to see them and not be stuck in it can only be this or that, or you will miss them. With that being said, I wanted to let everybody know I love you, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. May all your journeys be safe ones. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>